0: You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikina Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikina Okeke and be blessed. We began to look
1: at why we should be born again. And we saw that we were born dead. The psalmist said, In sin did my mother conceive me. The Bible said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we saw that there was a necessity for a new birth so that we could enter into life. By looking at what the Lord said, he said, fear not, little flock. For it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Luke 12, 32. Fear not. That's King James. New King James will say, do not fear. Little flock. For it is the Father's good pleasure to do what? To give you a kingdom. Help me say to your neighbor, do not fear. You see, the word birth implies parenthood, isn't it? When Jesus said to us or when the word of God when Jesus said to Nicodemus and you know invariably to us you must be born again. He was saying to Nicodemus you must enter into a new dimension of relationship. You are now a creation of God. Yes you can claim to be you know um of the generation of Abraham but the generation of Abraham that the promise was made to was not to the seeds of Abraham it was to the seed one seed of Abraham who is Jesus Christ and all those that will be born through him and born in him so he was saying to Nicodemus you have done well as a man you're a ruler of the Jews But there is something you're missing. You're still operating, living in this world, just as creation. The Creator wants to father you. So you must come into the place where you're not just His creation, but what? His Son. So you must be born again. And He said to him, Unless this happens, you can't even see the kingdom. And then he went on and said, unless, verse 6, John 3, 6, 9 says, unless you're born of water and of the Spirit. He said you can't enter. Praise the Lord. Now, I believe most of us here have experienced this birth. Praise the Lord. So we can say we have been twice born, isn't it? We have been twice born. Now, this marvelous birth we have, this Glorious privilege that we have entered into Is the best that there is You know, part of what we're going to look at You know, last Sunday, which we couldn't Was that as marvelous, you know, scientists You know, the world still marvels at creation Creation is a wonder The stars are still being, you know The galaxies are still unfolding every day. scientists are discovering new things that they didn't know New species of animals, you know, in in, in the seas and in the waters. They are finding new creatures with capabilities that nobody even knew, you know. All manner of beautiful things, wonderful things, you know, great depths, great heights that God has made. And all of that he did in Genesis 1. But the beauty of creation does not compare to the beauty of redemption. The Bible says, great is the mystery of godliness. That God was what manifest in the flesh, sin of man. You see, the, the, the work of redemption is the greatest work, is the most awesome work God ever did. Great is the mystery of godliness. That what happened, God was able to squeeze himself into flesh. Why did he do that? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him, what? Should not perish, but what? Have everlasting life. So why would God do all that he did to save us, to bring us into this relationship? And then we leave In this relationship We are beneficiaries of this relationship And we go about As if we have been given a load Is someone hearing me? Anybody born again here? Do you know that if you knew What you had You would walk living life Take two steps And shout hallelujah Praise the Lord (laughs) See, see, see David arranged to bring back the ark of the Lord after he had become king in Israel. And the Bible said, when those who carried the ark went six paces, now I don't know whether six paces was six steps, but when they took a few steps, what would happen? They would stop and they would praise God. Why? Because they were carrying the presence of God. What? In the ark In the ark That was the joy Now I don't know I think all of us are so grown up But I know from when you were a little child There are some things that if you had It was in your pocket If you walk small you stop Bring it out and look at it Am I right Do you remember those moments You see it's yours Or maybe it was already in the house You lie down you play 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 You go back to where you kept it Isn't it Maybe a new pair of shoes. Or a new shirt. You bring it out and look at it. You're not wearing it. You finish looking at it. You smile. You fold it and do what? You put it back. Praise the Lord. And then you rejoice again. Now David would take a few steps. And then start celebrating. Because he was carrying the presence of God in the ark. Now you and I are not carrying the presence of god in the ark we are carrying the presence of god where in the heart so when the bible says rejoice and again i say what rejoice the person who was writing that was in prison but he said the prison did not separate him from the presence of God the presence of God was inside of him so no matter where they stored him he was stored together with the presence of God is there any person carrying the presence of God I want you to make a shout I want you to make a joyful noise let the heavens know that you are carrying the presence Of the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is the one that indwells you. Praise the Lord, somebody. If you, for those in the choir, if you took a picture with Kirk Franklin or Donnie McLaughlin, you delight in the picture. You will pose with the picture, isn't it? Because you are standing together with a man, isn't it? You will show the picture. Why? Because This man you're standing with is known as, you know, a a popular, he's a popular gospel singer. Now, the reason why we don't celebrate, we don't rejoice as much as we should what we have is because sometimes it escapes us. Most times it is because we don't know the value We don't know even the things that have been freely, freely, that's the word, freely what? Given to us. Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise the Lord. Let me mix myself up. Let me know because it's not easy. Let me show you one thing that you will see and you begin to understand what we are trying to learn this morning. Because what are we learning? Let me do the intro. Sorry, forgive me. We have the best product. You know that? That's why I say great is the mission. The whole world cannot be compared to the gift of salvation. That's why Jesus said, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? He said, if you gave the whole world for your soul, you've not made a good transaction. The whole world is the whole creation. And that's one soul. Praise the Lord. Heaven is saying that the value to God of one soul it's more than all his creation. It's more than America, North Korea. Russia, Japan. Praise the Lord. Let me add Dubai. Plus Nigeria as well. Zamfara, Amen. Katsina. Boronu, all of them. Praise the Lord. In every house, house sewer system. It's the only dining room that is in a the house. There is sewage now. Let me use Nigerian language. Suck away, Pete. So there must be those places, praise the Lord. But you see, the Bible is saying all of that has no value when put side by side with your soul. Praise the Lord, somebody. So you and I have been blessed. We are beneficiaries of the very best of God. However, and unfortunately, we have an advertising problem we have a marketing problem what we have is not being promoted you see the Bible said to us in Mark 16:15, our Lord Jesus speaking you can put the Amplified for me please New King James said go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature now look at what Amplified says he said to them "What? go into let help me together go into all the world and preach and publish what? openly the good news, preach and publish. You know, the word preach makes us think that the thing that we are saying is only in a form. So somebody, when somebody says, makes a statement like this, don't preach to me, what's he already saying? You're disturbing me. Because of that, we have turned the word preach to disturbance. If someone got a cure for cancer now, A tablet that if you took it, the moment you took it, you know, cancer would disappear. Would you say he's preaching if he says, take this tablet? What would you say he's doing? You say he's proclaiming good news, isn't it? Because you see cancer as it is, and you see that tablet solving a big problem. Now, what we have is that we have not, those of us who have, and those of us who preach, and those of us who are beneficiaries of this product, we have not sold it well. We have not sold it well. Praise the Lord. We understand, we sketch around it. We grope around it. And many times when we tell people about it, it's it's either one extreme. It's, It's either those who don't know the product, underselling it, or those who know the product, but are frightening people. But this morning, you know, I don't even know where to start from. But let's start from the Old Testament. Let's go to this man, David. You see, David was a man who, even though he lived under the Old Covenant, he was a man who entered somehow into the fullness of what God has for mankind. So the Bible talks about David, not even himself. Before we go to where I want to, Isaiah 55 from verse 1 to 3. Let's see what it it says about David, please. It says, "Ho, everyone who thirsts. Come to the waters. You who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. How does that sound? They are talking to you now. Praise the Lord. Verse 1, please. Let's go back to verse 1. Okay everybody let's read verse 1 Everyone who thirsts Come You have no money what Come buy and eat without money What kind of news is that It's good news isn't it Now it's not It's for you today say amen. amen It is possible That's what we are talking He said you have no money Somebody is in church today And his problem is money And I say you can buy and you can eat without money You can buy wine and milk. Not Ijebu Gari, Ijebu Gari has become luxury now. What can I use as illustration? So he says, come buy. And what I buy? He said, wine, milk, without money and without price. Okay, let's go now, verse 2. He says, verse 2 says, Why do you spend money for what is not bread? And your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me. Eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in Abundance. And verse 3 please Incline your ear and come to me Here and your soul shall live And I will make an everlasting covenant with you What? The sure mercies of David The Bible is talking about What God will give you That is beyond what money can pay for Praise the Lord And we have been told David walked in it David walked in it The sure mercies This is not David saying this is me No, this is the Bible saying This is what David had Come with me to Psalm 103 please We'll just run through quickly And begin to see Thank God for the introduction of the psalm Your Bible will say a psalm of David Because not all the psalms were written by him But this particular one was by him And he said here He said bless the Lord O my soul and all that is within me Bless his holy name uh, can we see the way message put it? Is it a message or NLT? Let's see message. Okay, f- thank you. Message. He said, "From head to what, to toe, I will bless his whole. from head to toe. My head, my shoulders, my knees, my feet. They will bless the Lord." Verse two says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and what? Forget not all His benefits." People of God. The benefits of being a child of God are innumerable. They are incomparable. They are immeasurable. You see, I don't know the words. The benefits of being born again, of coming into that relationship. Let's pause. Please just go back to John 1, please. John 1, 12. John 1, 12. And let's see it in Amplified. Where he says as many as received him. Okay. I want you to read together with me. It says but to as many as did receive and welcome him. He gave them what? Power. He gave them what? Privilege. He gave them what? Right. To become the children of God. There is power in being a child of God. There is privilege in being a child of God. And there are rights. Praise the Lord. They are right. A few of us here possess, you know, maybe American citizenship. And you're planning with the person you want to go to, you know, maybe there's a business meeting in Hong Kong or somewhere. And both of you are planning. I say, oh, I have to apply for visa. Or I can't make the meeting because I can't get the visa out. The meeting is in five days. The man who has the U.S. passport will stroll, dust this passport, stroll to the airport. And I say welcome sir Welcome You know why Because of his American citizenship He has rights To enter almost all the countries in the world Without visa Even now Ghana is having the same rights Ghana can enter South Africa without visa Ghana can enter US without visa But you see there are rights What rights do that They open things for you And they give you standing Praise the Lord. I want you to follow me this morning carefully. It says, he gave them the authority. The day you became born again, you were given power. You were given the power of a child of God. The power of a son of God. You were also given privileges. You were also given rights. You must understand that. Praise the Lord. Because it's not knowing these things, it's not Embracing these things that makes us often walk with our heads down When we know these things we know what has been given to us The Bible says the angels are wondering what is man That man that wondering is not the fallen creation It is the redeemed man What is this man that your soul was mindful of him The word mindful simply means your mind is full What is man that you're mindful of him? Why do you find delight in man? Why do you enjoy them more than you enjoy? So this is the privilege. Now let's go back to Psalm 103. So he says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His what benefits." And verse three gives us what is the first benefit not to forget. He said, "Who forgives all your iniquities?" People of God, when you're genuinely born again, we dealt with that on Wednesday. If somebody here has been born again, he will know what it means to have load taken off of him. Praise the Lord. To have your sins what? Forgiving. Who forgives all, all, not the small ones. Praise the Lord. He forgives what? How many? All your iniquities. You know, as I sat there, I think it was during the special number or something, I said, it's only in Christianity. The other day I was in my house, I was praying, and I heard the people in the mosque praying. And I said to myself, these people think they are praying to God, but God is not hearing them. How am I sure God is hearing me? I had to, you know, do some side. And the Holy Spirit gave me some things and said to this, I began to pray that God will also hear them, that they'll call on the true God. Praise the Lord. Because the Bible says there's no other name given under heavens, isn't it? By which men shall be. So I started to pray for them. However, let me help you. One of the things that I have settled that helps me to know that where I am and Jesus is is that it's only in Christ that a man can stand in public and say to you i used to be an arm robber are you with me i killed i maimed i raped i did this that i did this that but when you look at him you don't see an arm robber again when you look at him you see a new creation when you look at him you see glory you know why because his iniquities have been what Forgiven. he says he will give beauty for what ashes it's only jesus that takes a man and turns him around and what was shame becomes boast that man is invited to churches they give him honorarium they pay his f freight they put him in hotel because he used to be an arm robber only jesus can do such conversions It's only in christ i've never seen a man say i'm now hindu I used to. I've never seen someone say I'm now a Muslim. I used. It's never. If the day you simply please show me. I said. David said, Who forgives? Because you see, it's not cover. He forgives and stands you brand new. And puts his glory on top of you. So in Christ, a woman comes and says, I used to be a prostitute. I used to maybe uh, 17 men in one day. But when you see her, you're not seeing a wretched woman. You're seeing a glorious woman. Why? Because he has covered her with glory. He said to me, tell them about Rahab. We know Rahab as the hallowed, but we also know Rahab as the great-grandmother of David. You know why? Because Jesus takes a life and turns everything around. What the enemy meant for evil, he turns it around and makes it a badge of honor. Who forgives? all? you see, that somebody is walking about the earth now. And his iniquities are completely forgiven. I tell you, if God does nothing else. You see, praise the Lord. I think I'm preaching to people who have never done anything bad. You've done nothing bad. You've not even broken your mother's uh, plate. The one she said you shouldn't use. And then the day you used it, you broke it. And you hear her footsteps entering the house. Your heart begins to play like the drums in the father's church. Co-co-co-boom, boom, 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 boom. Because you don't know what will happen. For the first day, she has not found out. You still can't sleep. Second day, she has not found out. You can't sleep. Until that thing is dealt with. You are like a dead man. You are carrying a load. Are you with me? That's what happens with the wicked. The unsaved are carrying every sin they have committed. Let me help you. You know the Bible says when Joseph's father died, the brothers came to him. And they said to him, in fact, they held a meeting. And they came and said to him, Joseph, kid brother, you know, um, governor of Egypt, you know, honorable, whatever they addressed him as then. They said, Before our father died, he requested that you do not remember our sin against you. Now, you know what that means? Every day of their lives, they remembered what they did to Joseph. Every day. So they were eating in Egypt. You know, they were giving pro- plots, properties. They were giving the best things in Egypt. But you see, the load of their sins were still on them. It's like somebody, you go to work, you work hard, you come back. Maybe you're a mechanic, or maybe you're, you know, maybe you're a police officer. How can you enjoy sleep with your official uniform, with the boots on? Can you enjoy your sleep? You can't. They were carrying the load. Even though Joseph was being wonderful to them, they could not enjoy the wonders of David, the goodness of Joseph. Why? Because the load of their iniquity. You see, never envy a sinner. Have compassion on them. It doesn't matter what you see them carrying. You see, they're carrying a load. The psalmist say, who forgives how many? All, all, all your iniquities. The blood of Jesus cleanses from all sin. David said, this is his benefit. Don't forget it. People of God, you know, I've said it here and I say it again. If the world knew what we had, the problem, I keep saying, is that we sell what they have. How can the church be selling prosperity? When banks prosper people, when uh, politicians prosper people, When um, If you go to some European nations I think Sweden or Norway now If you relocate You go with your wife and your children They'll put your wife on an allowance They'll put your children on an allowance You know while you're schooling and all of that So why should the church be saying Come to my God he will make you rich Are they not foolish Nations are making people rich Kidnappers are making people rich You know bankers All kinds of people are making people But there is no name given under heaven By which men shall be saved The Bible says the blood of bulls and ghosts cannot wash away sins, but the blood of Jesus, we should sell the blood, we should put new, big page, that's why you have to prosper, some people will become billionaires because if I had the money, I'll be buying advice, see where those banks advertise their own, I'll say the Father's Church Bank blood available to wash your sins tell me who will compete with me Will Dangote be able to compete? Will Microsoft compete with me? Who else? It says, "Who forgives all your what iniquities?" The second one says, "Who heals how many all your diseases?" Many of you know Doctor Tony, Doctor Samuel, Doctor Samson. Do you know Doctor Jesus? Doctor Jesus. He had to tell me. Huh? Doctor, 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 do you know Doctor Jesus? Doctor Jesus does not diagnose before he heals. Do you get that? Every other doctor will investigate. They will even ask you questions. It means that if you go and sit before a doctor now, if you forgot that he was a headache and told them he was leg pain, they'll be misfiring. But Jesus does not ask where. You know why? He does not deal with the symptoms. He deals with the head of Satan. Every sickness came from him. Before the fall of man, there was no sickness. So when you come to Jesus, he does not ask, Where is it leaking from? He closes the tap from the beginning. So he heals how many? All your diseases. Do not forget his benefits. Brethren, these are the things we carry as the redeemed of God. As the born of God, as a twice born We walk in divine healing You see, I was trying to tell us here How cheap, how much You see, if you're not generous to the work of God Then you haven't come into understanding Do you know what it saves you Maybe you don't walk, you know, in divine health But do you know what it saves you To pray when you're sick and then you're healed There are people that Doctors, they are bill for med- Medicals Will always build a house because mosquito bites them, doctor will chop. They eat food, they think tons. So the other day we heard that the queen, you know, was having stomach upset, Abby. And for how many this thing? How many times have you eaten some combination that was doing all kinds of things, and you prayed and slept and woke up and you dropped the thing somewhere and you continue. Nothing happened to you. Do you understand? You see, Jesus, He has healed sicknesses that have no cure. For me. And I believe for somebody here. He has done surgeries without knife. Praise the Lord. The other day, Pastor Chris was says, he has made you forget which arm was paining you. Doctors, when they do their own, there is a scar. Evidence of being touched. When Jesus touches, he makes all things what? New. He said, these are his what? Benefits. I beg you, if you came to church this morning, I know we have a few doctors, I can see their faces. Don't worry, you won't be out of job. There are many unbelievers. But I want you to know that divine healing is available, is part of the promise. He said, ask and what? You shall receive. Jesus still heals. For with his stripes, we were healed. He heals. He heals the mind. He heals the soul. He heals the body. Your body belongs to him. He has an interest in your body. Praise the Lord. Let me help you, sisters that want to lose weight. He will also help you lose weight. He helped me. Can't you see me? Praise the Lord. Who heals all your diseases? Let's see the next one, verse 4. Who redeems your life? From destruction. This one is very interesting. We need help from the message translation to help us get this. Who redeems your life from destruction? Message. He say, who redeems you from what? You know, because destruction, someone can think, well, he will keep me from being affected, you know, with the accident. No, that's not the problem. That's not the issue. Because, you know, our Lord Jesus Christ made us understand. He said, "I, I, I will tell you. Where there is a problem, say don't fear the one that can deal with the body; they can kill the body, but they can't kill the soul. Say the one you should fear, what you should worry about, is the one that after he has killed the body, he will arrest the soul and then put the soul in hell. He say that's the one, and that's what he's saying here. He's able when Jesus is your Lord, he redeems your life from destruction. Destruction means complete. End. Complete end. Nothing out of it again. Worse than it was in the beginning. He said, this is what he does. He redeems your life from hell. Saves your life. And then not only does he do that, what does he do? He crowns you with love and mercy. A paradise crown. You see, let's go back to the King James. So, David said, don't forget that being a child of God has given you deliverance from hell. On Wednesday, we said... If you are born again, you will remember that once you were on the path to hell. But something happened and you are now on what? The path to heaven. And you don't want that distance to ever reduce. The distance between you and hell, what do you want it to do? You want it to continue to increase. That's why the apostle Paul would say, I am pressing forward towards the mark of the high call. I am not waiting. I am not stagnating. I'm pressing, I'm going as far from that place where I'm coming from. I'm pressing to the place where my destiny is in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. So he redeems. He says, don't forget that. Don't forget that. And then the second part of it says, he crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies." We need Amplify to explain this a bit. Let's see Amplify. Let me let me show you what I believe the Spirit of God. It says he, he redeems your life from the pit and corruption. Now, Part B says, who what? beautifies dignifies and crowns you you see praise the lord somebody anybody here can bear who can bear witness that god has made him look better than he is i'm one of them you see god has made me look better than i am he has made me be smarter than i am he has made me be more honorable than i should be you see it says he built God, you see, when salvation comes, he puts dignity. It's almost like what gray hair does. It's just that many people have spoiled gray hair. When we were growing up, anybody with gray hair commanded respect. But now, there are people with gray hair that are raping seven year olds. So if you see a gray haired man talking to a child, you say, Leave the child. We don't say, Ah, papa is speaking wisdom to the child because many papas have spoiled matter. Okay? But salvation has a way of putting dignity on you. You see, it beautifies you. When you see a genuinely born-again Christian, there's just something about them. You see, God is for you. The Bible says we have an advocate, we have a mediator. Jesus Christ, the writer. Someone is pleading for you. Even when you want to be foolish, sometimes God will block your folly from you. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender message. David could tell us about that. could tell us about that and that's the experience of the born-again child you look at your life you know you know I think we're going to get to that I hope hopefully one of the things nobody should be in doubt I got married as an unbeliever as a 20 is any 24 year old person here sometimes I forget how young I was I got married at 24 now 24 praise the Lord that was young and you know it was more risky because it was 24 and rich praise the Lord 24 and a banker. Now, I can tell you the best thing that happened to that 24 year old was that Jesus came into his life because my marriage would not have worked. I don't know where I would have been. Nothing would have. How could it work? How could it work? All the passions inside. But when salvation came, it crowned with loving kindness, it shielded, it gave wisdom. It gave understanding. It gave stability. It just hit this man. And today we are going 25 years in this marriage. Why? Because Jesus was the one who came into this life. I've told us here. My colleagues took bets. Some said one year. This marriage will end. Some said two years. Some said three years. That's what they were saying. But here I am. Little did they know. They didn't know that somebody will come and help me. They didn't know that the Savior will come and be informed. So he, cr- he beautifies. He beautifies. And not just married, but sweetly married. Not regretting it. You know, if some people could see God, one miracle they would ask is, please take my wife away. <laughs> but the psalmist said he beautifies it. Proverbs nineteen fourteen very important. For the born again, Christians. Proverbs nineteen fourteen and um, Proverbs nineteen fourteen. It says what? It says houses and riches are what? An inheritance from the fathers, but what? A prudent wife is from the Lord. If you're born again, you can go to the Lord and say, Lord, my relationships are part of your blessing. You know the, the problem we have. That was the point I was going to make when we we're going to First Timothy, is that because. We have lived in the world and are now born again. We have not come out fully from the world. Listen to me. Okay, now let's go to First Timothy 6, 17 to 19. We'll see something there. In First Timothy 6 to 19, we'll tie it up. Okay. It says 17 now says, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty. Okay? That's not where we're going. It says, Command them not to trust in what? Uncertain riches about what in the living God what's that scripture saying it's simply saying teach every Christian to trust in the Lord simple a preacher said he said a Christian someone who has God and all things this life has to offer is no better off than someone who has God do you get it someone who has God and all things is no better off than someone who has only God you know why In God, all things are. That's what the scripture is saying. Let me read it now so you see the sense in it. You know, the Bible tried to squeeze so many things in short passages. It said, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches. But so simply say, Command everyone, okay, to trust in the living God. What does this living God do? He gives us what? Richly, what all things to enjoy. Now, child of God, that is a benefit to richly enjoy what you have. Um, I prophesy to someone from today: you begin to enjoy your marriage. That husband, you'll enjoy him. That job you have now, you might get a better one, but you'll enjoy. He say he gives us what richly. How many things? All things. This is the power. Of God. Is someone getting, we're a different species. Praise the Lord. We're a different species. He gives you the power to enjoy all things. So Joseph is in prison unjustly. But I think he was enjoying that prison. Should I tell you why? What would make a man wake up in prison? How many of us have been in prison before? In cell, not prison. I know you've not been in prison. In cell wake up, you see, the, the hatred itself is to power 70. Everybody wants to finish everybody. Now, what will make somebody to be doing war round in prison? Did you sleep well? Are you okay? Ah, you look like you didn't sleep well. Prisoner to prisoner. How can it happen? You know how it can happen? If the other prisoner is enjoying himself. It meant when Joseph was in prison unjustly, God gave him the power to enjoy the season there. Who gives us how many things? All things, richly. That's the power of salvation. We don't understand it, but that's the way it should work. That's the way it should work. Everywhere the believer finds himself. That's the apostle says, I can do how many things? All things through the anointing, through Christ who strengthens me. That's what it means to be saved. You're prosperous, you enjoy it. You're going through trial, you enjoy it. The Bible talks about the believers. It says, though poor, what are they doing? They're making many rich. They're not poor and pulling down everybody, complaining and murmuring, you know, just everywhere they are, you know. That's not what they're doing. They're just beautiful. They're diffusing the fragrance of Christ everywhere and in every place. You know why? The power of God, the power of being a child of God enables you to do that enables you the bible talks of our lord jesus christ he said when he was reviled they didn't say to jesus walker he said you, you walk to no now praise the lord the power for somebody to say Walker to you and he say, bless you sir the world can't have it it's a benefit praise the lord it's a benefit it's a benefit you know why because when you become a child of god Your stimulus is not just what touches you from outside. There is something inside that regulates you. There is something inside that works in you. Praise the Lord. The Bible says He's the one who works what? In us, both to will and to do of His word. Good place. Circumstances don't dictate our responses again. Okay? So, loving kindness, He beautifies. No matter where the Christian is. Is see truly i want to tell you if we got this thing right we come into church now you wouldn't know you know you, you wouldn't know who is married and is trusting the lord for life partner from the one who is not married you know you won't know those things you know why because the glory of the lord is not given in measure everyone has it praise the lord now whatever we have before we came in is beautiful there are, instruments that equipments for service and honor but the glory the portion of every believer is the lord himself and nobody has less of him his promise is i will never leave you nor what forsake you he said to the tribes in the old testament he said as for the tribe of the Levites, he says i am their inheritance And I told us a few Sundays ago here that the tribe of Levi is the only tribe that they can still trace their DNA among the tribe of the Jews. The other people, the only thing that they could use to identify them was land. The land is gone. But because God was the inheritance of the Levi, they are still traceable today. People of God, he crowns our lives with loving kindness. He beautifies us. He beautifies us. That's why if you're a believer here, no matter what job you're engaging, once it's not crime, once it's not illegal, keep your head up. Because you know what? He will beautify. He will beautify. It it wasn't by accident that the father, the earthly father of our Lord Jesus Christ was a carpenter. They could have made him a goldsmith. You know why? The glory was not in what he did. The glory was in who was working with him. Praise the Lord somebody. Praise the Lord, somebody. The next one, Psalm 103, it says, Who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is what? Renewed like the egos. How many of us have expressed the favors of the Lord? You desired something, he just brought it to you. You know, sometimes even, you almost begin to feel this goodness is too much. He's a good God. He meets you at the point of your need. You know that this is only God. You know that God knew this. How did you know, sir, that I needed this? How did you know that this was where I was? How did you know? You know why? Because your heavenly father is connected to you. When we had our children, sometimes we will be in the room, and my wife would jump up and say, Tochku is crying, or Uche is crying, because there was a connection between the mother and the child that did not stop when the umbilical cord was cut off. The same way, When you become born again God becomes your father And he said if the earthly mother Can forget her suckling child Who draws milk from her breast He said I God will never forget you As a born again Christian You are never alone It's impossible You are never alone God never forsakes you God never leaves you. In fact, the Bible is so clear. It says that even when we are faithless, he remains what? Because he can't deny himself. Let me tell you what that is in common language now. Many of us say that we are born and bred in Obiago and Ajegunle. No matter how you try to speak for now, when we listen to you, you can't deny Ajegunle. Praise the Lord. So he satisfies our mouth. With good things. Okay, I think I've seen it. Ecclesiastes 9, 7 to 9 quickly. I want us to see who we are and where we are coming from. 7 to 9, yes. It says, they say, go eat your bread with joy. Drink your wine with a merry heart. For God has accepted your works. He said, let your garments always be white and your hair lack no oil. That's talking about purity and, and anointing, holiness and anointing. And verse 9 says, live joyfully. This was what I was trying to find that time. Live joyfully with a wife whom you love all the days of your vain life. He said, the power, the blessing, the Bible says the blessings of God, they do what? They make rich and they add no sorrow. Listen to me, people of God. These things are fine. You know, they are little lines, but it's important you get it. Praise the Lord. Very important you get it. You can sit in the best dining room, most beautiful, you know, gold plated chairs and all of that, and eat meals prepared by the best cooks in the world, but you will not enjoy it. You will not enjoy it. The power to eat your food with joy, whether it's garden egg and granite, is God that gives it. They don't buy it with the product. They don't buy it with the product. Let me tell you, do you know that drug use in Nigeria now is amongst everybody, both poor and rich? I don't know the type of country we're in. Because the normal thing is that drug use is a problem for the rich. Here, I don't know. The poor has the problem of the rich. May God deliver us. (laughs) It's true. You know? Drugs, you see, is the rich because you see these people they've ordered the best meal they eat it they're not finding fulfillment. The other day, how many of us saw in the news the son of um, one of the Dubai, um, the leader of one of the Emirates, you know, died in the UK. What happened? Drug overdose. Drug overdose because you see, is it food? He can eat any food. Is it car? He can drive any car. Is it plane? He can he can own any jet. But you see, until the power of satisfaction is released. All those things mean nothing. Let me help you to remember, how many of us, I think as you get older, malaria doesn't come with loss of appetite. The last time I I had malaria, I was eating too much. I was wishing it was, you see, when I was younger, if I had malaria, my best food then was um, rice and plantain and egg. If I see it, I'll be angry. And they'll make sure they make it hoping that if you know this boy doesn't want to eat, you know, if he sees it, but because I was suffering from a sickness, the thing that was delightful to me meant nothing. I, I want to push it away, I don't want to eat. Why? Because I was sick. The whole world is sick. Praise the Lord. The whole world is sick. Nothing can satisfy them. Nothing can satisfy them. I think there is one of the uh, people from the royal family that is a kleptomania. You see, she can buy anything she wants, but both things don't satisfy her. It's stolen water that she wants. She needs to take it quickly and put it in the pocket. You see, I want you to see the privilege. This thing's only God. You see, you see eat your bread with joy. Somebody, your bread may not have butter, but do you know that bread without butter has taste? Oh, how many did body house here? You see, in body house, when there was no butter, if you iron the bread, ah, there are a few people who know what I'm talking about. Without butter, without anything, just put iron on that bread. The original butter, they made it with. The taste will come out. Hallelujah. The Bible is saying God knows how to iron your bread. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You see, that meal that you have, I'm telling you, what you tell your neighbor, what you need is not a blessing. What you need is the blessing of God. Because the blessing of God will bless whatever you have. And you will enjoy it. You will enjoy it. You will enjoy it. That's what he does. He says, don't forget his benefits. Don't forget his benefits. So you go down and down and down. This is the man David saying, Please, people of God, don't forget the benefit. It's a privilege. It's an honor. It's a blessing to have Jehovah as your God. It's not comprehending and appreciating this thing. That makes the enemy to be able to catch our attention. Let's even think of Adam and Eve, for instance. We have you know, looked at it here. Do you know the species, the number of trees... That are available in the garden. Do you know up till today, they could have been discovering fruits that they had not tasted before. But you see, because they did not enter into what God had given them. The enemy was able to call them into what God had not given them. You see, in simple sense, praise the Lord. What I'm trying to say is this. The man or woman who is born again, who toys and engages in sin, is a man who don't know the benefits It's a man who don't know the benefits Um, 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 Gigi is a big man Gigi, your car, how many uh, liters of fuel fill it? About 60 liters Are you sure? No Anyway, my my car, about 110 liters to fill it Okay Now, um, Ray, your car should be about 40 liters to fill it Now, you see, when I go to the gas station I take 110 to fill my tank Ray takes 40 liters to fill his tank The thing is this Even though I'm filled with 110 It doesn't go further than his own The distance covered is the same The only thing is that my problem is more You see the power I want you to get something God can make you to be able to satisfy With 10 That 10 you have God can bless it And you will be filled with it Don't envy the man that has 1 million Which is 1 million he may not be satisfied Because he does not have the blessing of the Lord. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? These are the privileges we have. God puts his hand upon us. God puts his hand. Saul was in the palace, still king. Nobody was touching him. David was still a shepherd boy. But he had the Lord. The Bible says the Spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul. Saul, in the palace, without the Spirit of the Lord, was envying David... A shepherd boy with the spirit of the Lord. That's the way it works. It's not the house. It's where the spirit of the Lord is. For where the priest of the Lord is what? There is liberty. And the Bible says, Psalm sixteen eleven. what? In his presence, what? Fullness of joy. Believers have his presence. You came to church this morning. I want you to know what we have. Praise the Lord. We bless God for the jets. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a means of transportation. Praise the Lord. Many years back, we would have been saying, "This man, have you seen his donkey? Have you seen that bishop's donkey? His donkey has beard." <laughs> and sometime in future, you know, saying someone has there to be like saying, "Have you seen his uh, uh, rally bicycle?" Do you understand? Not, there was a time, you know, who, who was telling us? I think it was Dr. Noso that was telling us. He said the mother was the first woman to ride bicycle in their village. So they were envious of her. When she enters her rally and is driving, they'll say this woman has stolen the husband's head. How can he buy her rally? Now imagine if you, somebody buys the wife rally today. Will people gossip about you? They mean nothing. Praise the Lord. They mean nothing. I want us to come in, into what David saw. He said, forget not all his benefits. Quickly, our time is gone. I need to touch the New Testament a bit. In the New Testament, we see what the Bible begins to say. And um, I-, I want to quickly touch John 11:25 25 and 26. Very important. John 11:25 25 and 26. This is our Lord Jesus Christ responding to Mary and Martha when Lazarus had died. He said to them, I am what? The resurrection and the life. He said, he who believes in me, what will happen? He said, though he may die, he shall live. You see, what Jesus was saying here he is that when you are twice born, okay, the first death is a comma. Look at that statement. The, f- the death of this side of eternity is what? Is a comma. It's not full stop. The full stop only comes what? After you live. It's not over until what? Your resurrection. It may please him that you don't die. But he said, though he may what? Die. Comma. For every believer... Any shameful death-like situation he passes through is only a comma. Because your God is the resurrection. And is what? The life. Don't close. It's not closed. Praise the Lord. And because we're in Nigeria, the matter of Nigeria is also what? It's not closed. It's not closed. Though he may die, he said what? He shall live. Why? He said, because I am the resurrection and the life. I'm not just the life. I'm also resurrection. Praise the Lord. Matthew 10 28, we've talked that 28 to 30, where it says, Don't worry about those who can kill the body and can't touch the soul. The twice-born person has a soul insured. Brethren is a privilege. The conditions in Nigeria can get someone so fearful and so scared. But I beg you, if you're born again, fear not. Are you with me? Do not worry, don't allow yourself. And talking about do not worry, it's a privilege. It's one of the things we enjoy. Praise the Lord. It's one of the things we enjoy. The Bible says what? Be anxious for... That statement is not for everybody. Praise the Lord. Philippians 4. It's not for everybody. Be anxious for nothing. It's spoken to believers. It's spoken to Christians. It's spoken to children. Listen to me. In your house, you have a child. Does your child know the market you go to buy plantain from? Hello? Pastor Lord, does Chickampson know the market to buy plantain from? Does he like plantain? What he knows is what? Give me plantain. You know why? He is a child. The Wahala of the children is carried, see Pastor Nats' head now, is carried by the head of the father. Children don't have board because their father is boarding for them, they don't have grade. Do you understand what I'm saying? As a child of God, this says, what? Say to you, help me preach to your neighbor. Be anxious for nothing. That's the right you have as a child of God. Now, something comes that should worry you. What do you do? It says, but what? In everything. By prayer and supplications. What? Thank God they didn't say by prayer and blood. And climbing the mountain. No, it said prayer and what? With what? Make your request known to your father. And then what will happen? Thank you, Holy Spirit. He just painted a picture now. When we're small children. You just, your parents come back You just run to them and say, daddy, daddy, daddy. They said I should bring a, a 5B exercise book or 5B pencil and such. You just said that. You know when you finish, you run out and start playing with your friends. Do you understand? You have to, He said, be anxious, but in everything, prayers, and supplications. Thanksgiving, make your request. Say, Daddy, okay, welcome, Daddy. What do you do? You go out and you start what? Playing and the peace of God and the play of the children of God shall be your occupation. That's what we have. That's what we have. The child doesn't say, they say we should bring this in. They say, okay, Daddy, how are you going to do it? Tomorrow is already, is, 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 is 3 p.m. No, the child is getting ready in the morning. The lunchbox. He brings, He said that, okay, the exercise. You know why he can't do that? He's your child. That relationship transfers the burden of provision to you. You know the only burden he has? To trust and to ask. People of God, that's what we have. The Gentiles don't have it. They don't have it. And if you're here and you're not using that privilege, I beg you, please, he says, do not be anxious. Remember, we say these are power, privileges, and what? Rights. Power, privileges, and right. Now, a right, you can refuse to use your right, isn't it? It can refuse to use your privileges. It can refuse to exercise your power. But we have this. Praise the Lord. So this is what it says. We have a right not to worry. We have a right not to fret. In fact, for the child of God, fretting causes harm. He said, Do not fret. It only what? causes harm. Do not panic. There's someone that has a deadline in church today. Do not panic. Praise the Lord. No, don't panic. Your heavenly father does what? Knows. One of the worries we have many times is that we feel those who should act don't know. But your heavenly father knows. You see, why would God want me to be born as his child so that he can abandon me? Do you think that is possible? It's not possible. Is that I might come into his care. Our Lord Jesus Christ says, take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke. Learn of me. I'm meek and I'm what? Lowly. He said, just come. All ye that are troubled and are heavy laden. He said, I will give you what? Rest. I'll give you peace of mind. I will bring you into the glorious liberty of the family, the sons of God. That's what we have. Praise the Lord. Anybody here born again? Say I'm born again. I'm twice born. I am born of God. And then I'm his child. And then he's my father. He's my father. Praise the Lord so much. He's my father. Okay, one last one and I'll try and close with that. 1 John 5, verse 4. 1 John 5, 4 I'll try and close with that. It says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Let's stop there. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Many, I can't remember exactly when the Lord showed me that scripture. And he said, you know what that means? You're born of me, then nothing really should stop you. Praise the Lord. Nothing should be able to obstruct your progress. God has said, do this. Nothing should be able to keep you from doing it. Praise the Lord. God has said, go in this direction. Nothing should be able to keep you from going in that direction. Now, the Bible says, okay, I'm going in this direction, and there's a mountain. So, I look at myself. I say, who sent me? Help me now. Who sent me? Who born me? God sent me. God born me. Okay? So, mountain, who born you? Are you following me? He said, whatever is born of God does what, Because God created the world, but God gave birth to me. Somebody's not getting it. (laughs) We started by saying that the miracle of redemption is God's greatest work. Creation was his hobby. He just played with it. There was no sweat when God created, but there were sweats of blood when God redeemed. So when a redeem, when a born of God meets a creative obstacle. That's why Jesus said to the disciples, why are you so fearful? He woke up from his sleep and did what? And spoke to the storm and the wind and said, be still. Why? Because the born of God are going on a journey. Let's rise on our feet today and end this low living, this fearful, this this worry life because since the Spirit of God dwells in you, he has given you the right, the power, the privilege to exercise authority, to walk in victory over every situation, over every circumstance. Let me tell you, my time fails me. Even the devil, I forgot to touch it. It said, as a child of God, your business with the devil is this, submit to God, resist the devil, and message translation says, he will scamper. He will scamper. The devil is no longer a big deal. The devil is a worry for the children of this world. But for the born again child of God, somebody you had a dream that is worrying you. When you get up on your feet, if you like, drink water or eat pounded yeah, I'm very well. And then just stand and call that devil. Say, devil, this is who I am. I am blood bought and blood washed. The Spirit of God dwells inside of me. I serve you notice that your imagination will not come to pass. I reject it in totality. And if I command you, I don't want to see you again. If you like, you can add if you're coming, bring money, but you really don't want to see. Him. Send him far, why? Because this is the right of the children of God. In Psalm 149, the last verse, I think 11 and 12, he said, This heritage have all the saints we have been given a right. I don't know what is facing you today, but open up your mouth wherever you are. He said, Whatever. Is born of God overcomes the world overcomes the creation what is born has more right than what was created what God birthed what has the life of God has more authority has more audacity has more privileges than what God spoke in with his hand God did not speak you into being God Perfect you god walked in you the blood of jesus was shed physically and is flowing spiritually for your sake you do not live here scampering the devil should be the one to scamper because you have been born of god it's not a joke, child of god i want somebody who is here who has had issues begin to take advantage of this moment and address it squarely is there infirmity in the body begin to inform it that you have been born of god is there a gang up is there something that is troubling you then i want you to look through some of the privileges some of the rights that we have said one of the things that we said is you worry not but you pray father in the name of jesus you address the father and say father i bring this concern. I don't want this to be an issue again. I need to go and play with my friends. Whatever is born of God, child of God, we are not chokers. We are royalty. We are heirs of the kingdom. We are known in heaven. We are registered in the book of life. Oh, seize this moment, child of God, because you have been born, he said, tell them, tell them, tell them what it means, tell them what it means to be born of God. It's not a joke. That's why we're not toying with little things. We're not messing with little things. We're not messing with sin and all of that. No. We have things to take care of. We have nations to deliver. We have peoples to deliver. We have the majesty of God to proclaim to our nation. We have the beauty of holiness to show to our world. We have the excellencies of our God to reveal to our world. We have all of that we are privileged we are seated with him in heavenly places this morning I want you to take advantage I want you if nothing else ask the Lord this is who you have said I am and this is who I will be no more no less I walk in the liberty I walk in the power I walk in the authority of the child of God I walk in the understanding. My sins are forgiven. You came in here. You are still bearing a load. You can lay those sins down at the altar. There is whatever it is. That is the problem. I want you to pray don't look this is not a time to look around one of the things that happens between father and children is communication prayer is simply communication if you don't know what to pray the Holy Ghost helps you if you don't pray in the Holy Ghost then don't leave church today even if the service is over meet me or meet Pastor Law. say I want to be baptized With the gift of the Holy Ghost, I want to pray. Open up your mouth and communicate. If there are direct things, then speak to Him. Bring them. If there are issues of worry, if they are feared, i said about your marriage you came in here your marriage is not beautiful listen to me young man i'm not better than you but god has beautified my marriage the same god can beautify your marriage you came in here you're not satisfied you're having challenges with one thing or the other i'm telling you it is part of the package he will touch you he will dignify you he will beautify you are you sick in the body here then jesus he heals all, he heals all because he does not touch the symptom he heals the root he rebukes the devil everywhere you are we worship our God we worship your God we worship you, our God. We worship you, our God. Somebody is looking for direction. The source of all wisdom is your Father, the creator of all things. Inspiration comes from Him, innovation comes from Him, direction comes from Him, favor comes from Him. Doors are opened by Him. I need us to pray in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, "I had not seen; he had not heard." Pastors, please, if you have the mic, begin to pray. Makato Say, "I had not seen; he had not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared. What is that mountain? What is that mountain before you?" Le kapakata. What is that mountain before Zerubbabel? What is that mountain before you? What is that mountain? It shall move. It has to move. Because we come in the name of Jesus. What is that mountain? They say, Whosoever shall speak to this mountain?
0: Mando we are speaking.
1: Na sua
0: baba, le goche de gere baba le gere bandu, na cosan calege re baba baba, le goche de gere baba le gere bandu, le baba He is your father, he is your father, he is your father, he is your father, he is your father. father. Somebody is going with deliverance, someone is going with deliverance. Every power, every hold, every restraint of the wicked one is broken. In the name of Jesus In the name of
1: Jesus. Father,
0: we thank you. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at either. Center, Barnex, Park Expressway, near Next Cash Abuja. For telephone 09 290 or 0703 You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.